1: Support Wrestle Talk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey,
0: it's professional wrestler Colt, Boom Boom, Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is. Raven,
1: rebel, now me. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen.
0: Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Hungry Boy Ollie Davis. How are you doing?
1: I'm a big, hungry boy. I'm <laughs> a are. big, strong boy. Not a big, brave boy. I'm a big, hungry boy. Actually, I'm a little hungry boy. Because I'm fading away. You, well, do you, I look gaunt? No, I don't think
0: you do. Uh. But um, you, are, you actually do feel perkier than you did on Tuesday, though.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, You're I'm over that two-day hump. <laughs> I know I've got to turn it on for the podcast and AEW. <laughs> yeah. but after that, I'm going
0: to go back to being
1: quite grumpy. Not grumpy.
0: No, you've it's never just, been grumpy around the office.
1: It's just I'm not that there's no fun.
0: But you said that you and your lady partner did snipe at each other, because... Yeah, we've been okay since then. Okay, that's alright then.
1: Yeah, I I picked up the wrong blender.
0: Anyway, let's dive into the show because, oh boy, there's a lot to talk about from this week's AEW. A nice big reset button from Revolution as we head into all, no, in a Double or Nothing <laughs> too. Uh, all Double or Nothing. All the Double or Nothing. And a new faction has debuted with a, a a name that has got mixed results across the office. Here is the show.
1: Last night we had Pack versus Chuck Taylor, off the back of the fantastic match of the year candidate, Pack and Orange Cassidy. And of course, Chuck Taylor being one of the members of the best friends. Like he, Chuck Taylor is amazing. He's, I remember yeah. ten years ago, first becoming familiar with him because he gets shared around a lot as viral clips. He would shout at kids <laughs> and make them cry in the audience, which I took great delight in. He's sort of been
0: the least focused on
1: of the whole Best Friends act.
0: Yeah, because Trent has had a fair number of singles matches. Um, and like that was the story they had here, is that Pac's beaten Trent, he's beaten Cassidy, and now he's going to go uh, and face Chuck next. And yeah, you're right, Like Trent's had uh, quite a few singles matches. Orange Cassidy always had that big singles match uh, revolution. And this is uh, Chucky T's first go, uh, first bite of the apple. Yeah, and I thought he excelled. I thought this was
1: a really, really good match. Um, Pack worked him over for the majority. But then he hit the what's it called the awful, the awful weird thing. It's like a reverse pile driver Styles clash. Oh yeah, like the gory bomb driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, yeah. Loved it, and that really made, that was a great near fall. For yeah. a moment, you thought Chuck was going to win. Anyway, uh, off the back of that, uh, Chuck does a moonsault. Pack rolls out the way, locks in the brutalizer for the verbal submission. And
0: I'd, I've really got to give a shout out to JR in this during the commentary because he was putting over that Chuck was taking too much time. Chuck wrestled this match mm. like he was a tag guy. Like ah. he was like, and I've actually the, the commentary had done a really good job of being like, you know, tag guys, you get less money when you win because you've got to split the purse. But uh, so, the, you know, they've got to try and establish themselves as singles guys as well as tag guys. But there was a moment when um, Trent got a drop kick in but he took too much time mm. and like JR was almost saying, like he's looking almost to the corner to get a tag because that is what his natural reaction is to do next and that's what allowed Pac to take over again.
1: I think it's a directive backstage to start mentioning money 100 and it purses is. Yep. and if you win you get money. Yep. It's all over the show now and I love it, I think it brings so much more to it. Yeah, it was a big part of Cody's promo mm. uh, when,
0: uh, when Jake came out, spoilers for later in the show. Anyway,
1: so Pac wins the
0: match as he should have really.
1: And he's sort of flexing. Trent squares off with Pac, but then Orange Cassidy moves him aside. Nah, Orange is going to get the the big stare
0: down here. But then the Lucha Bros run in and super kick his head off. Yeah. So this follows on from what they did at Revolution, where they came down to attack Trent and Chuck Taylor uh, around ringside during the pac Cassidy match.
1: It wasn't like it looked like they they actually squashed an Orange between yeah. their feet. It was a it was an awful looking stereo super kick. And then this new trio, this trio, beat up this best friends trio. Pat grabs the mic. Oh, yeah, we're a faction now, and we're called Death
0: Triangle. Yeah. Deal with it. I love the, uh, you did this to yourselves, AEW. Yeah, you made us do this. Yeah, it's going to go... Go for all like
1: everyone on the roster. Nobody is safe. So Death I, triangle. I guess the motivation is that Pac feels disgruntled by AEW management. He keeps on beating people, but then he's not given those title opportunities. But you know, fairly Moxie did beat him on the boat. Same with the Lucha Bros. They they have got a very good win loss record, but. They're not getting any title shots. Well, they
0: had one a couple of weeks ago, Uh, but they got beat by them. But I think for them, it's just like, since All Out, they haven't really had a lot of direction. They've just been proving that they're the best, but just sort of coming Mm. up short. And with Pac, you're absolutely right, because he had that number one contenders contenders match with Moxley. But in his mind, he shouldn't have had to have that match, because Moxley should have been taken to the hospital, and he should have been declared the winner of that tournament. So... I've, I've really enjoyed uh, Pac's character because it's been so wonderfully consistent from... It may be one of the few consistent characters we've had since the launch of Dynamites. Actually, since the inception of this company. Yeah. Like, going back from January last year through to March now, it is the same character, and it's the same trajectory of this pissed-off Geordie that's just like, I'm denied my chances. I'm denied these opportunities. Mm. And now, as Death Triangle... Death Triangle. How do you make... What's their... They're
1: all going to do a, a bit of the thing. Yeah. Death Triangle. Death Triangle. So I heard him say Death Triangle and I was immediately... Yes, please. Yeah, because it's got, got death in the title. Which we got me... into the office and Blompier, Datsun, Pete, they're all like... And Laurie. And Laurie. They're like, Death Triangle, that's a bit lame. And they, Andy said to us, if WWE called a faction Death Triangle, you would be making fun of them. <laughs> I was like, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's I don't a cool think name. It's a cool name. We make fun of... WWE have some awful names. Viking Experience,
0: Kabuki Warriors. Those are the names to make fun of. Like, we don't really make fun of normal names. But, uh, you know, if you were to argue the AEW bias thing, I thought Nightmare Collective was an awful name. That, And it's too, too tied into, like, dark order. Yeah. Death Triumph.
1: Well, there is, there is some weird crossover with all the heels. So you've got... You could almost do us... Kevin Bacon separation thing. Death Triangle. Inner In a circle. circle. Or maybe you start from In a Circle. In a Circle, Death Triangle. Dark Order, because dark is kind of like a death. Yeah.
0: Orders like a triangle.
1: Nightmare Collective.
0: Well, there was also, like, during Jake's promo, he said, uh, I'm bringing a dark one. I'm like, mate, we don't need any more spooky factions. <laughs> Pack it in, mate. We've, we've just got rid of one spooky faction because we had one too many. Let's not even that up again. So they pose there, and
1: they've got Orange Cassidy's head, and Pentagon is just biting his ear. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> uh, I, cool faction. Really cool faction. Yeah, really cool trio. And, and I like the name. However and this might be nitpicking because I said the same thing about the Inner Circle and their inception, I don't... It's almost a shame that it's come to this because I feel like they should be distinct units and I can't help but feel that Pac is with them to be the mouthpiece. Yeah, that could very well be. And that's, you know, I I was against Page and the Kabuki Warriors for that reason as well. I, I, I just... I think the Lucha Bros... If... If Pac does all the promo work, mm. I'm not going to like this.
0: Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I, can, I can certainly see what you're saying there. I think I would also be... Uh, I'd be more on board with this tricks. Actually, I really, I really like this trick. I'm not saying I'm down on it. But I think I'd be more on board if, when you said the Lucha Brothers haven't had their tag title shots, if they hadn't have had those shots, this group would make even more sense. Mm. As, as, rather than just being like, let's just put these three together. But I think it is more, it's <laughs> like you can build, put these three together now and establish them as a group because next year on the Jericho Cruise, they're going to be doing the six man uh, title tournaments. Yeah. So it, it almost feels like we're just putting, we're putting this team together now. So when it comes to those, the Trio's titles later, it makes sense that they're put together as a threesome mm-hmm. as opposed to just being sort of like thrown together at the last minute. Yeah.
1: Hello there, Pod Swafters. The Wrestle Talk podcast will be live in London on March the sixteenth at two twenty-nine. The venue in London—I've already said London. Myself, Luke Laurie, Chopper, and Adam Blompier will be live and in person doing our usual thing, and there could also be some fun surprises that involve you lot too but the only way to see and hear this show will be to get tickets to the event at WrestleTalkLive.com. Not only will we be there being awesome, but there will also be live wrestling from the best UK indie promotions, like WrestleGate Pro, NGW, Pro Wrestling Soul, Will Ospreay's Frontline and more. Do you want to see wrestlers like Rampage Brown, Adam Maxted, Robbie X, Rev Pro Cruiserweight Champion, The OJMO, All Japan's Lucas Steele, New Japan, Shota Umino, British Wrestling legend Jody Fleisch and WrestleTalk scholarship winner Callum Newman. Or well, you can on March 16th. It's going to be a great night, and the only way to see it is to get your tickets from Wrestletalklive.com. That's Wrestletalklive.com.
0: Uh, but now let's do some Patreon shoutouts.
1: Thank you for donating $25 a month or more to Wrestle Talk on Patreon, you beautiful hammers!
0: Indeed, Luke's favourite fan. Before we do, the poll is now up for Wrestle Talk Extra. Um, and currently in the lead, Wrestle Talk Extra, if you don't know, it's our Patreon exclusive podcast where we review old wrestling pay per views for like five, four to five hours at times. <coughs> currently winning the poll, it'll be a long one. It is WrestleMania 26. <sighs> it's Dan's favourite WrestleMania he's the one who suggested it it's the one with Brett Vince but it is also Taker Michaels too it is that but it's also a very very boring
1: show otherwise but thank you Luke's favourite fan the one, the only, the awesome Bubba thank Whoa. you
0: Kratos' forgotten son Chris Petral yeah thanks Chris Ryan be bad always bad Ooh. don't have a Shane Cowley man yeah The Beast Brock Taylor nice Whoa. The British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Yeah,
1: thanks, Phil. The Mountain Matthew Dennis. What a mountain.
0: Not your best friend, Neon Palette.
1: Yeah. He's no jackass, Dano. Cheers, Whoa. Dano.
0: Oh, he's a very good boy, oh. Pharaoh.
1: Oh. Like Cody's dog, Rob Steiner, a Kleiner, the man who in the t-shirt, was
0: in the crowd today. And lastly, the man with the hammers, Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Chris Jenkins. He made
1: this for us. We've actually got a new one coming oh, soon. I know. I'm excited. What you guys think in the soot, soot, soot Super Chats, uh, Noah Fortner, what shape-themed faction will we get next? Well, that has got
0: to be a, a square next, sure. Squares are boring. What, a squared circle? A pentagram. A pentagon. That's, that's, that's <laughs>
1: demonic, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh, uh, do- do- do-decahedron? A do do-deca- yeah, yeah. Is that 12? I think so, that's what the crystal maze was, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, Matthew Robinson, this is how you debut a new faction. Just slowly have it take effect with established talent. Hashtag Death Triangle.
0: Yeah, I'd be very curious to see what people do think of the name, because as I said, it has been, you know, I'd say it was split in the office, but that would be that would mean there was more than two people that liked the name. Actually, it's mm. overwhelmingly yeah. in the not liking it actually, in, in our office. Um, yeah, uh, let's see what else is being set up in the chat, though. We've got Michael Kingsley uh, talking about a triple powerbomb through a table for Moxley. Karma at its finest.
1: Yes, uh, well, karma... Yeah, I guess it is kind of karma. It's I saw that more as evil, snarky deeds by the inner circle.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, we've just we've had the suggestions: the autumn, uh, the autumn oblong, four <laughs> corners of doom, the hexagon of dumb, a rhombus uh, from Rhombus. the gritty pentagram. <laughs> keep uh, them coming in. Keep them coming in. Uh, Matthew Robinson, OMG, love John Moxie talk about professional wrestling. Take that, Vince.
1: Yeah, that was quite cathartic. It, it's not so big as ten years ago when saying just the words wrestling on on WWE TV i remember when punk did it and his pipe bomb well, that was a big thing but like professional wrestling said quite a lot in WWE these days yeah yeah it's not as banned as it used to be but it was still it wasn't so much the words it was the spirit and the ethos of professional wrestling yeah and this this style of adult entertainment which it, it it's enormously good that's yeah it was John Mox's opening promo where he said that.
0: Uh, we'll do a couple more Christian Baltimore. Hangman's Buckshot Lariat is a thing of beauty.
1: I mean unless I'm mistaken it's it's one of those things where I'm like I'm surprised it's not been done before yeah it's it makes so much sense yeah
0: it is cool. Yeah. I really, really like it. And lastly, um, Cannon Mill, Probabil, I really don't like Hager's Hug You To Death finisher. Yeah, me neither. No, I'm just going to say, me neither, mate. Like, I haven't checked the comments on today's video, but I did want to stress in there look, I know it's a legit MMA move, <laughs> but it doesn't look very impressive. Like, visually, it's not the most dynamic move. It's not like the Taz mission was a legit chokehold, but it looked cool because you've got people flailing around you can drag them to the floor you can grab them in a, a leg vine and things like that this is just let's stand here it, it looks like a rest hold the reversal of the figure four doesn't
1: make any sense but it looks cool
0: there you go absolutely and you know what wrestling's not real mm. so sometimes it doesn't always have to look like irish that. whips <laughs> exactly
1: The show opened with, an, with a recap of Revolution. Just what an incredible show. It was nice to relive it in those little uh, edited-down moments. And it opened with Justin Roberts in the ring for... Gian... Moxley! So freaking cool. Moxley comes through the crowd, takes his time, soaks it up. That swagger yeah. with the belt. I love the guy. I, I always liked Dean Ambrose. Always liked him. But I always, there was something that didn't quite connect with me. And this run in AEW has just, it's it's such a demonstration of the sort of talent that is being wasted elsewhere.
0: This was the Dean Ambrose that we thought we were going to get when The Shield first broke up. And when The Shield first broke up, we did sort of get this Dean. And it was, there were times when people were like, I remember listening to the Wrestling Observer Radio. And everyone talking ad nauseum about, Dean's your guy.
1: Mm. Like, you
0: can push Roman to the moon, but it's not connecting. Seth's a really good second choice, but Dean is your guy. Like, you should be going with Dean. And he was the guy that the fans really wanted, but he was the one. He was the third wheel of that group. He was n- going nowhere. This is the Dean that we eventually got, because what Dean became in WWE was Wacky Dean. Yeah. And Wacky Dean was what turned fans off against him. Getting shots in your butt, Dean. Now we got this John Moxley. This feels like what Dean wanted to be, or what he wanted the Dean character to be way mm. back when. Uh, also, shout out to the dance chopper sign. Yep, in the third row. Indeed, and during this entrance, we also saw uh, Rob Steiner recliner uh, Patreon pledge hammer. Oh. He sent us a picture of himself wearing his support Wrestle Talk T-shirt. Thank you so much, Rob Steiner recliner. That was very very
1: cool. People have yeah posted your photo a lot to us. Thank you. Uh, there's a you De- you deserve it chant from the crowd to was John that for the dance chopper sign. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's a huge cut over his right eyebrow. It is it is a shame that post-pay-per-views are, look at my new gnarly scar. Yeah. But I do like
0: it. I was going to say, because I noticed this with Jericho as well at Revolution. You've got Cody with his scar following full gear. You've got Jericho's got a new scar from that episode of Dynamite where Moxley headbutted him. Now Moxley's got a scar. I was like, lads, calm down.
1: Uh, they... And what happens now is Moxley essentially cuts the promo that he was supposed to cut (laughs) after Revolution. Completely. Because he was half concussed and he just said the same thing over and over again. It was fun, it was lovely, it was very natural. But here is what I imagine he meant to say, which was AEW has brought professional wrestling back. And you all brought professional
0: wrestling back.
1: And it cut to people in the crowd. And there was this one guy, quite a few people, who were just, like, screaming, like, yes! Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it's, the sort of emotion that he awakens in people. It's the emotion that I always see from you during an Ilya Dragonoff match.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, It connects to something a little bit primal. <laughs> it bypasses all my, because I'm quite self-conscious, I would say, but when, when something bypasses that, like a Dragunov or when Keith Lee's awesome or when John Moxie walks out, it is it's just like, no, you're, a, you're an animal.
0: Ah! <laughs> uh, but eventually the inner circle came out. Moxie tells the crowd to shut their ass. Uh, and he said, but I also love as well that because they just came out onto the ramp, but AEW want their fans to enjoy themselves. So they played his entrance music up until the chorus, which was way too long because it was just the inner circle standing there for quite some time just going like, hmm, yeah, Moxley, hmm, we'll get you eventually, hmm, how much longer left of the yeah, song? Yeah. So the crowd could sing along so they could do their chorus and then go, hey, we got to sing the chorus. And then Mox- and then uh, Jericho got to cut his promo uh, where he said that he is still Le Champion and the Moxley era sucks ass, to which the crowd responded with, you suck ass. <laughs> that was really great. Yeah, and just they, they. He was having
1: so much fun with the crowd. The crowd were having fun back. It's so difficult to boo Jericho because he's so good, mm-hmm. and you almost start respecting how good he is. But the AEW fans have, have been so, so well behaved, so they will boo the people you meant to boo, and then that becomes fun. And, and yeah. Jericho played it off perfectly. Uh, And he had this fantastic motivation of why Moxley is in the wrong.
0: Yeah. Jericho
1: shouldn't have lost the title because Moxley is a liar. You lied to me. He lied about having an injured eye. So Jericho trained for three months for a guy with one eye. That's not behaviour befitting of a champion.
0: (laughs) In reference to Moxley lying.
1: And he says all this... Straight-faced, character-wise, not even realising the hypocrisy of what he's saying. But that's what's happened. You know, he's been a, a terrible, cheating, lying champion, relying on his inner circle cronies forever. Yeah. They're brilliant.
0: Uh, quickly, just a uh, shout-out to Jade Star for The Trapezium of Terror. Lying. Uh, but my uh, new favourite one is from Ben Est, The Sinister Cylinder. Oh. <laughs> Is that just one guy? (laughs) One very
1: tall, lanky guy? (laughs) Uh, So Jericho then says, we're putting the whole roster on notice and we're starting with Moxley because there's a main event later with me and
0: Sammy, And they hug. Yeah, Jericho says the Inner Circle are now a hit squad. Mm. Uh, So yeah, and uh, putting a warning out to everyone, but says, if I lose this tag match tonight, I will go on leave of absence from AEW for 30 days. You know what? I'll even go on leave of absence for 60 days which really set up everyone to go like, well, he's going on the tour. So, of course, they're losing in the main events. A brilliant way brilliant swerve. to work us. Yeah, people really
1: like us and people like you who read the internet, mm-hmm. which is actually everyone these days, but really obsessively read about wrestling using the internet because one of the reasons that Jericho supposedly lost the title was because he is going on tour. Now, the, t- the, the immediate tour is... Doesn't have any Tuesdays or Wednesdays booked. Yeah, uh, Meltzer actually said that it's the summer tour that's the issue. Yeah, because that's abroad, but that hasn't been advertised yet. When that starts to get advertised, that's when people will know it's a spoiler for Double or Nothing too. So yeah, it, it actually is still true, but it was such a good way of setting that up there. But it, it fooled me.
0: Yeah, I, was, I checked the the rest of the Talk Twitter this morning. And when he made that announcement, the, the tweet that we got was like, oh yeah, so when's that tour starting again then? Yeah. It really, <laughs> exactly, it really got us back to go, well, I think I know how this. Think, push yeah. your glass up, you know, so I think I know how this main event's going.
1: And it's so I refreshing. was one of them. Yeah, it's so refreshing to be. Z- again, we always say it, zigged when you think they're going to zag. Yeah. I love it. Um, JR then said, it's slobber knocker time. This is his thing now. There was a sign for Slobberknocker as well. At the start, they run down the card after the opening of the show, and then JR says, well, now it's Slobberknocker time before the first match. Freaking love it.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of, I actually really enjoyed this. We had an eight-man tag of the SEU with Colt Cabana versus the Dark Order. Uh, Uno Grayson, Silver, and Reynolds, and we had Jr. talking very openly here about how he doesn't even believe the Exalted One is real, which I thought was a really nice thing. This says commentators speculating, mm. they are like, well, you know, we've not seen a hide or a hair of this person, he or she. I don't think it's real. I think it could be Uno. Like we don't, e- we don't even know if it's a real person. This could be just mind games from them, which I thought was a nice little story wrinkle there. Um, but this was—they cut to some of the crowd. Did, was Kristen Bell in this audience? They cut oh, really? to a woman in the crowd who looked exactly like Kristen Bell, oh, but cool. they never made reference to it. They so, usually
1: would. But that's what it makes me think. Well,
0: yeah. So I was just like, oh, is that Kristen Bell?
1: Anyway, I thought this was a fun match. So on the Dark Order leader stuff, I agree this was a fun match. You can see my first note. I love Colt Cabana. God, He's, He's fantastic. What a presence. So so good, um, and he, he does so much better than this as well. Like this isn't the only thing Cabana can do. I really hope he gets to do more stuff in the ring and as a character. But I don't know where the real and kayfabe lines are blurred because AEW do do that a lot. So then to not bring up Matt Hardy at all Mm -hmm. is off to me. If you're sitting there as commentators speculating about who the leader of the Dark Order is and to not reference what your own social media account's been doing, the episode of Free the Delete that went up four hours before this show with the young bucks turning up at the end. I I, I don't get when the confines of the AEW world Mm -hmm.
0: stop. So that that did jar with me slightly. And You
1: know what? I think it might have been a mistake.
0: It was, yeah, it was very noticeable that there was no Matt Hardy references on this show or Lance Archer. Mm. And I went back and I checked because I was under the impression that Lance was going to be on this show. He was, yeah, advertised, yeah. Well, I went back, he wasn't advertised for the show because I I was so sure that he was. I was like, that's that's quite bad, that's false advertising. So I went back and watched it and what they said was, that's what we've got for next week. Also, big news, Lance Archer has joined AEW and we will have more details on that next week. So they, I was expecting like a video package for him for something, or like I would have expected a video package, but I did go back and check because mm. I thought, like you, I think like a lot of people, that he was going to be on this show. I think it's because it was in that next week package that they do the, towards the end of the show.
1: Yeah, but the, by the by, this was a really good match. I, you know, I've sort of been, I love Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, I, I haven't quite got yet, but it's, it's like AEW can do no wrong with me at the moment. I finally get Darby Allen after the weekend. He's my fave now, <laughs> and what a show he had here! But Evil Uno as well. Maybe it's because I'm getting a chance to properly see him wrestle in a in an in actually good storyline. He's just so snut. He's just always in there yeah. cheating. Yeah, I love
0: it. I I really enjoyed this as a uh, as an eight man tag. Very very fun. Everyone ran wild. Everyone did dives. Cole hit the Chicago skyline for the win. Good stuff. With I mean, a gorgeous pinning combination. Yeah, that Superman
1: pin. I oh, Beautiful.
0: The, uh, the only, uh, if I was to be hypercritical of this, it is, it's big talk from the Dark Order to keep talking about people losing and then you look at their record and they are losers currently. Uh, Uno's very angry afterwards, he says the
1: Exalted One is going to be furious. Yeah,
0: heads will roll. Uh,
1: then they ran a recap package of the tag team match from Evolution. I was waiting for you to appear in this. Like, <laughs> like a trailer it yeah. had quotes from Brian Alvarez Wade Keller Justin Barrasso yep and Dave Meltzer I d- fair play for Alvarez Keller and Meltzer it's Sports Illustrated I guess you want to have Barrasso's name on there but it, it was just it was great
0: yeah it was really really it cool it really
1: made that feel like a piece of art, like a big blockbuster movie. No, not a blockbuster movie, but like it was for your consideration for the Oscars.
0: They are putting it over hard as like the best tag match of all time.
1: It's the best one I've seen.
0: I, I mean, I've got to agree completely.
1: It's the best one JR's seen too, because he keeps talking about <laughs> it. And I love it. It just cut from that video package to JR just going, it was the best thing. <laughs>
0: And knowing how JR has been on AEW commentary, I do believe him. Mm. Because if it was rubbish or it wasn't that good, he just got like, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can pay me all you want, <laughs> but I will just say it was fine. Uh, but Britt Baker was out on commentary next for the Big Swall versus Lever Bates match. Very quick uh, Big Swall one. Yes. This was not the first step towards double one, I think I was hoping for. Someone must have the flu. <laughs> <laughs> So we got taken to task last week a little bit because we criticized AEW for not promoting the Nyla Rose-Chris Statlander match. And a lot of people messaged us. We had some of our own website writers messages us being like, guys, Statlander had the flu. That's why she wasn't on the show. And so our argument, or your first comment was, what's, what's FLU? Is that some indie promotion? Hmm. Very, very clever. But our argument is video package. Nyla Rose could have cut a promo. You could have done anything. Satlin didn't need to be there. Cody wasn't on the show. He got a video package.
1: Yeah, it's just it's getting to the point now where you either do this better or you're just like New Japan and you don't have a women's division. There it is. Because it's it's so it's a it's a you're you're treating this women's division like how WWE treat cruiserweights.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or they treated their women's division 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, that, that's, they're not sexualizing or, or anything. No, but they are treating it with the same level of, like, disdain of like, well, because we, well, Vince McMahon's whole deal was, well, we've got to put a match on mm. the card because otherwise people complain if we don't. Disdain feels strong. It's, mm, mo- yeah, it's yeah. more just like they don't care. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that's- It's indifference. Yeah, but. it's indifference. And they like, well, but we, you know, it's what we can't not, so here's a match.
0: Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's a bit like how Ring of Honor treated their women's division when they were like yeah. they made this sort of big song and dance. We're going to do women of honor. Then they couldn't sign any names, so then they were like, yeah, well, it's there. We'll still, we'll still sort of do it. Maybe all of their hype and pomp and circumstance
1: when AEW first launched and Brandy Rhodes said we're going to have the best women's division in the world was because they thought they could sign more people, and a lot of those women just went to WWE instead. Yeah. So you've got... Uh, but the, you've got talent. Like, I really like Big Swole. I think she's got something. She's, she's green, yeah. but Statlander's got an over. Shanna. I love Shida. Shida's my favourite. Yeah. Nyla Rose, champion. Rio's fantastic.
0: they Sakazaki. Like, they've yeah, got, Britt like, Baker it, yeah. has
1: find, found her character now.
0: If you go onto AEW's website and you look at their women's roster, you're like, you've actually got quite a stacked roster there that you could do something with. But it's like, when you come to these booking meetings... This is almost like, oh, well, we spent so much time doing what we're doing for the main event, what's Moxie doing, what's Jericho doing, What what's the Young Bucks are doing, that by the time you get to the women's are it's like, oh, we haven't got time. We've only got five minutes left of this meeting. That I guess we'll just put Big Swole and, and leave a Bates out there for a quick match. Yeah, so if you take the women's stuff out of this, like the,
1: the controversy, it's a five out of five episode for me. I thought this was an extraordinary episode. But because of how just sort of an afterthought they're making the women's division. And it's been going on for so long now.
0: I've got to make it a four out of five.
1: Which yeah. is a shame because I love the rest of the episode so much.
0: Yeah, it was one line in my review. Um, mm. this because there was, because they'd, the company put so much focus on other stuff that you also then in your sort of recap also have to put focus on that same stuff. Like what else was there for me to say about she was dressed like Storm? Like that's pretty much the only extra thing
1: you could say. Uh, after this we had Cody come out for a babyface promo and the crowd just loved him. Oh my God, this crowd was so,
0: so hot for Cody Rhodes. A lot, of a lot of brothers. A lot of brothers around that brothers that like this A lot of guy. brothers like this lot of brothers that tattoo's not great, mate.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I don't hate the tattoo.
0: I like the tattoo. I just think it's a bad placement.
1: Um, But he uh, he sort of says he's gone through the personal and the professional. He brought up the purse yeah. and the, the sort of money element to wins and losses. And he says that MJF beat him, come out, and
0: Well, I, what I, I, felt I didn't this, quite understand. Well, what he bit. was asking was, he was like, I want you to look me in the eyes and tell me that you beat me fair and square. Because obviously right. he knows he that he cheated. Yeah. So he wants him to almost like step up, be a man, you know, nut up or shut up, just come out here and tell me what you did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, admit to me. But he didn't get MJF. Instead, he got the shocking DDP yoga <gasps> walking adverts. Jake the Snake Roberts, walking a keyword there because without that DDP yoga, I don't think he would be walking or even be with us today. But thankfully he is because Jake the Snake Roberts, God bless his heart, he looks like Mr. Burns has told him to shave his sideburns and he cut this incredible promo. Because he just comes out like, hey man, I'm not here to praise you. I'm here to slay you. And he just had all of these like, it's like he backstage he thought of 20 lines. And then just picked the six best ones.
1: We're looking at arguably the greatest promo of all time. The greatest talker in the history of wrestling. Yeah. You know, Paul Heyman's fantastic. CM Punk's amazing. But it's probably Jake the Snake. R- Roddy Piper. Yeah. Jake the Snake Jake is
0: number the... one. Oh, it's, in what a promo he is. And he's,
1: you know, it, it's a risk employing him. Apparently he's been okay for a couple of years. Yeah, but it's been clean, yeah. It's, it's always a concern. Because he has screwed up so many times, yeah, and it, you know, so many times where if it does happen again, it's like, well, it's your fault, AEW.
0: Yeah,
1: but I'm, ho- I've got my fingers crossed because I think we all love him. We've all seen uh, wrestling
0: with shadows, the, uh, the resurrection of Jake, the Snake. resurrection. He yeah. was in, he um, was in uh, wrestling with shadows as well, but it was the resurrection was like the love, it was the big DDP one, yeah, yeah. the, the comeback. Not Wrestling Shadows, rather, um, Beyond the Mat.
1: Beyond the Mat, that's
0: it. Wrestling Shadows, Beyond the, brand the Mat, wall. where he reunites with his daughter and
1: everything, and yeah. it, it goes into his—he's had a horrible life, and it, you know you can understand why the way he is the way he is.
0: It is absolutely remarkable to look at Jake the Snake here and then rewind twenty years ago and see him at Heroes of Wrestling, and Ugh. the absolute embarrassment—the worst wrestling match. Or one, I mean that whole show is just full of like the worst matches you've ever seen. But he was involved in one of the most awkward, horrible wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. You fast forward 20 years now, he looks like he's 20 years younger than he was in that mm-hmm. point there. He just looks like, he's absolutely incredible shape and yet it's just like, I spent 20 years getting clean. I'm not here to play nice. Yes. And he just had great, li- called Arn Anderson a one trick pony. Yeah. Got a dark one coming. What a snake wants, a snake takes. I don't want the whole pie, I just want your share. I love that bit. But my favourite, the killer line at the end of this, he said, I was always told you never turn your back on someone you respect or you're afraid of. And he tosses the mic and turns his back and walks away from Cody. And the crowd go... Oh. That's a mic drop.
1: <laughs> it, because it's coming from Jake, this sort of older respected ring psychology master, It just felt like you destroyed Cody. Yeah, and and it does. It's like while the Bucks and Omega and Paige are like, we're gonna do all these moves. uh, I feel like Cody's like, so all my old '80s wrestling toys, (laughs) I want to play with them. Yeah, and this is the latest one he's brought back out. I have no problem with it. No, imagine you're Cody. You're you're managed by Arn Anderson. You're in a feud with Jake The Snake. So Jake, sorry, Jake uh, teased. That he's going to debut someone yeah. to go against Cody. It's not going to be Jake wrestling. Uh, uh, but so the speculation is Brody
0: Lee, the yeah. former Luke Harper, because he's got stuff in. He had like he called um, Cody Caesar in the promos, and like Caesar, if I get getting all this correct, was thwarted by the Ides of March, and March yes. fifteenth is that date. Wow. And that's when they're in Rochester, New York. That's dense. So like if. If AEW are going that deep into it, to be like, can you put all these pieces of the puzzle? Like, that's, that's telegraph cryptic crosswords, sort of levels of stuff. Do
1: you want to hear my, my, my sort of really in-depth yeah. clue? He had the same hair as Lance <laughs> Archer.
0: <laughs> they both got told by Mr Burns to shave their yeah. sideburns.
1: So Lance Archer tweeted, actually, earlier in the day, <coughs> um, that he's going to go on a killing the elite rampage. Which a really cool yeah. Like, you know, story arc for a comic book series, <laughs> if AEW is this big comic book that I like to read. like Lance Archer as the new supervillain, I'm gonna kill the elite, I'm gonna run through Cody, boom boom boom. So maybe that's it. Yeah, I just if it's another new person going against Cody, I can't see Cody not putting them over. Yeah. I don't
0: think Cody needs any more losses. I, I, I almost feel like he thinks that's his role now. Mm. Like, whereas, do you remember, like, you know, last year, they all thought that was their role? Like, yeah. Cody thought it was his role. <laughs> Kenny thought it was his role. The Bucks thought it was their role. Then they've all kind of agree. It was like, it can't all be us. Yeah. So it's now just Cody doing One it. One of us <laughs> has
1: got to lose, and the rest of us have to wings. we're the best. Yeah. Um, but I thought
0: this was a fantastic promo. So happy to see Jake. I really, you know, it's... Proper fingers crossed I hope this works out for them and works out for him. Uh, and I'm excited to see where we go from this next. Also, like, this is a, it's a great use of legends, mm. particularly if you've got legends that are very good at talking. It's why Tully in you know, that all out build for Cody worked so well with Sean Spears. It's a shame that that's not really ever built to anything else. But it's, it's a great use of these old wrestling minds that are kind of like helping the new generation get over and sort of like pass on their knowledge uh, rather than winning the Universal Championship. And, uh, you know, just take a little shot. I think it's a really smart move.
1: Yeah, I, having Jake in the locker room, as long as he's not, you know, having sub- substance abuse issues, the the knowledge and the experience he can give these guys. Yeah, And there's no one, there is no one more in command of ring psychology and manipulating a crowd than Jake the Snake. Uh, uh, like... Any documentary will tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Incredible. really, really good stuff. You've
0: just got to get in dead close to hear him talk.
1: Um, Pack versus Chuck Taylor is next with the Death Triangle <coughs> debut. Yep. Then, Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard are looking for a tag partner.
0: Yeah, so they've been doing some like, tag partner stuff on Dark. And look, the, where this has fallen down, because I, I, don't, I don't always get to catch up on Dark, but they have been doing, like, Tully's been looking for a tag partner for him. So, his first choice was Peter Avalon. It's like, Tully, you're meant to be a tag team specialist, mate. You're meant to be yeah. a tag team genius. What are you picking Peter for? <laughs> yeah, the, so they, they're trying
1: to use social media, tweet in your ideas. I bet they'll have... It's the old... It's an updated version of the I'll fight any of you in the crowd, yep. wrestler plant
0: steps <laughs> over.
1: Oh, one of us just beat him.
0: I'm just going to do a quick uh, search for it now, see how it's getting on, see who's uh, being What's suggested. What's the actual hashtag? It's hashtag search for spears. Um, no, it's not. Let's have a look, what's the latest? You carry on, I'll, I'll, I'll have a I'm look. curious now. I suggest John Cena. Um, he was there, wasn't he? You didn't see him though. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, there's a video, is that a little show reel?
0: Yeah, Mr. Colorado Wrestling would l- make the perfect partner for the perfect end, Big Aww. Guns, Justin Andrews. This is how, I'm actually hoping Like this is how they're doing. It. It's just like, hey wrestlers, send us stuff. We'll see if you, you know, see if you got what it takes. It's a work. I don't think they need
1: to put a call out for wrestlers to send in their tapes.
0: Chris Banks is also I getting involved. I got sent a tape the other day. Did you? <laughs> for, for who? For, for a wrestler
1: who wanted to, to work on the no, show. Really? And I was like, oh, we don't. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll pass you on to the people who are booking stuff. Uh, but anyway, after that, we got QT Alabama Marshall yep. versus Jake Hager. Um, A very effective squash match. Very effective squash
0: match. QT got to run wild a little bit, but it was never any actual issue for Hager. And he won with his rubbish submission move. And Dustin and QT are now a tag team. They are, they're entering into the tag team division. I don't know, so it's a good use of Dustin. Um, and, yeah, Brandy was out there as well, the sort of like the, the Nightmare Family stuff. But I really, this match for me was all about the post-match. Mm. Because afterwards, the Inner Circle get in, they start beating down QT, and Dustin gets in, so he's starts beating down Dustin. And then Cody runs down to make the save. And Matt Jackson runs down to make the save. But they're both ineffectual, they keep getting beaten up because the numbers games get better better of them. They did say during commentary that Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega are not currently cleared to wrestle because of the punishment they took during the uh, tag match at Revolution, so they weren't going to be there. And then Hangman comes down, looking a little bit sort of tipsy, a little bit shaky, as he's drinking his beer, and he slowly walks down to the ring. He gets into the ring, slowly puts down his beer. And there is a moment where the crowd are like, oh, he's taking too long. I don't know what he's going to do here. And he starts laying waste to the inner circle. Crowd going nuts. Hager throws him to the outside, but he grabs onto the apron with a big like, whoa! Buckshot Larry onto Jake Hager. Runs while the crowd are going nuts. And he just looks at Matt Jackson and gives him the finger. Yes. Like right in his face. Just gives him the finger, grabs his beer and leaves. Just fantastic. Because I thought like when they had that said, I was like, well, oh, he's just made the save. He's just saved Matt Jackson mm. from a beatdown. What does that mean? And it means... I don't know what it means because yeah, yeah, yeah. he gave him the finger and left. So I don't. I still don't know where we oh. all stand on
1: this. It's beautiful. It's it's so well told. Um, just incrementally how they're drawing this out and keeping me so engaged week to week is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. I've got to think it's a blood and guts build. The inner circle and the elite. Yeah. surely those are the two factions you want going into that. Death triangle.
0: Mm. We're oh, finding oh. It, finding out the rules for that next
1: week. Yes, uh, but. Anything else in this part? No, it's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so Cody versus Ortiz is happening next week off yep. of that beatdown Death Triangle will have a match and the blood and guts uh, rules. What are the
0: rules? And we've also got Jurassic Express <laughs> versus MJF Butcher and Blade.
1: Speaking of MJF.
0: Oh, <laughs> He has been taking some lessons from old Jake the Snake about having 20 lines and you pick your six best. Because he he opened this up because he does what he does best, pinning shoulders on mats and banging ring rats. (laughs)
1: Brilliant. (laughs) Ring rats, if you're not familiar, is the sort of slang wrestler term for women who hang around wrestling shows to have sex with wrestlers. Yep,
0: it's a big thing during the 1980s (laughs) and probably into the 1990s as well. Um, But yeah, he just talks about how he was right. He was the last chapter in Cody's book. But, uh, he's got a, but I've got more ink left for my legacy and how he's going to set himself up to be the number one contender. He doesn't care who the champion is. He's just going to be the number one contender to that championship. And he's going to win it. I'm going to be the greatest champion in AEW history. Uh, and then he's just like, oh, sorry, it's a, it's a bit hot in here. Can you give me a hand, Wardlow? Takes off his jacket. Reveals he's wearing a T-shirt that says, I pinned Cody. And he's like, oh, look at this. What a, it's an arrogant and regrettable thing to have. Kind of like a neck tattoo.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> The crowd popped hugely. <laughs> and before that, they were booing him. They yeah. were giving him actual heel heat. The, the heels were getting booed. Perfect. Uh, and then we got the main event, which was Jericho and Sammy versus Mox and Darby. I've written it's the mini me match. <laughs> Because like <laughs> Sammy's like a tiny Jericho, yeah, and Darby's like a tiny, tiny Mox <laughs> um, but Darby gets such a pop coming down to the ring. Of course, yeah. the stipulation is if Moxley can walk out by himself, Jericho has to go away for sixty days. Yeah. So we're all thinking that's well, Jericho's going away for sixty days. Uh, Mox makes his entrance, and as he's walking down, I clocked them. Did yeah, you? I clocked yeah. them. Yeah, they were quite conspicuous. It was three guys in AEW hoodies wearing lucha masks. And they get up and they
0: jump him. The only reason I spotted them is because they would not act like every other fan who was yeah. going bonkers for Moxley. They were sat in their seats and I thought, you miserable pricks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it got up and it was, they, they were wrestlers. And yeah, it's, it's
1: Hager, it's Santana and Ortiz. They beat Moxley up yeah. on the outside, uh, in the concourse area. No dipping dots, no dip dunking dots, dots, whatever dip, it's called. Dipping dots, I believe. We don't get them in the UK. Uh, Hager did a much more effective choke. So Mox was completely out. A lot of I've seen a few people, not a lot of people, say, "Well, why wasn't Darby helping? Yeah, well, he was being held back by Jericho and Sammy."
0: Yeah, and um, well, that was quite clear. And the was, why didn't they save uh, save uh, Moxley at the end? Yeah, which I think is a fair comment. Mm-hmm. That one's more. Yeah. Uh, but really, the key to this is that Darby Allen looked at the referee and was like, "Well, I guess I'll have this match on my own then." He's not calling the match off, so I'm going to fight this two on one. And what a star-making performance for Darby Bloody Allen. I'm so, so glad you're now on board with this, on a skateboard with this, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Because he's great. It's,
1: it's just absolutely incredible. Jericho working him over was really good. Sammy working with him really good. They built the hot tag to no one. To himself, yeah. Darby goes over to the corner, gets up, and he's like, there's no one there. So he tags himself. So, yeah, Darby tags himself. And then he just runs wild on everyone. Yeah,
0: it was absolutely incredible stuff. And do you know what was actually? I noticed this during the match as well. What was really cool about this is that it was actually it was Jericho was the one who was usually getting shown up by Darby, and then Sammy would jump in and get the heat back. Mm. It was Jericho was doing a lot to make Darby look amazing. And they had this incredible shot where the f- like you could see the fire in Darby Allen's eyes as he just stared this hole in Jericho, mm. who was like, "You mother effer, I'm going to kill you now." And he just had this incredible comeback. Tagged himself in, as he said, coffin drop onto all of the inner circle, the flipping stunner and the coffin drop to Sammy. Jericho broke that up. And he tried this dive, and Jericho perfectly timed a Judas effect to Derby as he flew through the air and Sammy pinned him. An amazing performance from Derby I Allen, mean, great stuff from <laughs> their heels. I thought it was awesome.
1: Yeah. It's initially I was like, oh, we're not getting Moxley. You do, you advertise this. This is a bit. Uh, I guess it's you know what you do with storyline. But man, did they over deliver to compensate for that storyline crutch? I, it was fantastic. And then at the end, because the stipulation was if Mox can't walk out, uh, I don't. What what would happen? Nothing would happen to Mox. Yeah. Mox wanted Jericho Gum for sixty days. So Mox walks down with a chair, takes out a few of the inner circle, but then then the inner circle get the better of him. And they give him the shield power bomb off of the stage through a table fist bump and then
0: give him the middle finger excellent it was excellent. really really great stuff i thought it was a really really good show the women's stuff is a massive massive problem in aew and it's something that absolutely cannot be ignored but I'd, overall i thought this was a very very good show
1: it was a really good way to balance the babyface victories at the pay-per-view Kind of give the heels some heat back. Yeah. I thought overall throughout this show. Particularly because Sammy and Jericho both mm. lost uh, at the pay per view. And just as a TV program, I thought the structure around the ad breaks was perfect. The w- so for the SEU Dark Order match, they let every <coughs> they let everyone have their entrances, go to break, come back, Dark Order make their entrance. There was no skipped entrances there, and. You saw the heat. You saw people get worked over. Then they go to a break. Then they come back. Then they're still getting worked over. Then they make a yeah. the comeback. So you're not missing out huge, importantly dramatic parts of the matches themselves. And the crowd was standing up. Yeah, crowd was into I noticed that at this. the end. Yeah. Like, When do you see a wrestling show with everyone leaning on the barricades in the front row opposite the hard cam anymore?
0: Yeah, crowd were so... Into this show. Yeah. This was a hot, hot crowd. <clears throat> Loved it. Really good, really good episode.
1: Uh, right, let's get on with your su- 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 super chat. Take us away. Uh, K Amal. SJ, I uh, don't know what that is. Should have been, we are Trigonometry of Doom. Trigonometry of Doom. Doom needs to be the name of a faction. Uh, Sean Dunn, 2Cube. Very good. Smiling with sunglasses emoji. Rory the Right, Ted DiBiase Jr. to AEW, leading the Pyramid Schemers. Was he involved in a Pyramid scheme? No, but he's a money man. Nice. Tim Art, shape faction names. Fantastic. Circle Jerks, Rectangles. I like Rectangles. Yes, that sounds
0: like a Transformer. Tim, you should have stopped there because you're never getting any better. I haven't read the rest of these yet, but I highly doubt you're going to do better than rectangle. Trapezoid of Triumph. No, still not as good as Rectangles. Titanic
1: Tetrahedron. Still not as good. Fair and Square. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Octagonal Occult. And the Seaman Sphere.
0: <laughs> sure. <No>. Re- <laughs> rectangles
1: was be your best one there, mate. House of Fjord. Favourite name for a faction, the Killer Trifecta. Ooh. Death Triangle by a different name. <laughs> Nate dropped surname, Matt Hardy faction, should be the Broken Parallelogram. Could be. Nice. Uh, i would pass you over to AEW Related.
0: AEW Rated, Colostopia. Seeing, smi- uh, seeing Jake put a smile on my face. Can't wait for Havoc, Janella, Darby and Moxley to form Fun Square. AEW <laughs> teaching geometry uh, is next level genius. You've got you to gotta learn. Yeah. Um, I did feel, I mean, yeah. So there was a video on AEW's uh, YouTube channel today. There's uh, Jimmy Havoc starting his next feud. It's with Luther. Oh. Uh, And I was like, oh, man.
1: I guess uh, they're Deathmatch Legends, both of them. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Myth roll. Um, oh, worst show of the year. Wow. Huge letdown off the back of the pay-per-view. Oh, wow. And, you know, uh, website writer Louis Dangor, who usually watches NXT live um, on a weekly basis, was, he loved uh, Revolution so much that he watched Dynamite this week instead. But he also didn't like the show. He was very let down by it. I wonder, I'd be interested to know why you didn't like it. Same with Louis. Mm. Uh, Rory the right I like the big swell match last night AEW could fit a couple of these in per show for the women it shows them off without exposing without exposing their greenness
1: yeah yeah that's the best use of it put more women on give them a storyline and give them a more featured match as well I
0: was going to say that's it you could just put more like you could put another squash match on there, but they don't really mean anything until you start building them towards something. And currently, it feels like we're not building towards anything. Uh, Apex Predator looks like they're setting up for a trios title, yay or nay? Well, apparently, that's what Kenny Omega and Chris Daniels said. That's what they are going to do with the Jericho Cruise next year. I I would prefer another
1: men's mid card title first. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why you would want a trios one. I've never really seen a trios one on the same show as a a tag team division work. It's it's always the least important thing, but they love it.
0: Well, Nate Drop surname has pointed out something we've all overlooked, which is now that best friends are feuding with Death Triangle, Orange Cassidy can get revenge. We can get Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix. Orange Cassidy versus Pentagon Jr. Ollie is going to have some kind of big one. I think we all will. Oh, yes. Orange it should Cassidy. have been Penta. Orange Cassidy versus Pentagon Jr. Yes, please. Full of like the zero fear <laughs> and him just looking at it with his hands in his pockets. Awesome. Uh, Zed, uh, Paige has stone cold vibes. Yeah, I think Hangman Page plus John
1: Moxley is stone cold. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Fritz, Jericho says, if I lose, I leave for 60 days. Crowd responds, Fuzzy sucks. <laughs> I died of laughter with that reaction. They're also not wrong. Uh, James Handley, <laughs> Brit was great. Should have challenged Swole.
1: Yeah, I'd be curious to see when Brits actually going to start wrestling again. Yeah. It's been a while.
0: Um, uh, Vladimir Mamidaboudi, it's amazing that for a lot of us, this would be our first time truly experiencing Jake Roberts in a relevant way. Truly amazing in 2020. Yeah, well, hopefully he can stay that way. Fabio led Andy Adams cage. Seems like AEW are using Orange Cassidy to put over Phoenix Pentagon and Pack as the bastards. Never heard them get booed so much. OC versus Phoenix. If you beat up Orange Cassidy,
1: you're gonna get booed. He's one of the most over things on the
0: show. Uh, big red-eyed machine. Was it me or did Jake the Snake mention being the leader of the Dark Order during his promo? Now, he said, "I'm gonna bring a dark wand, a dark side to this." Mm. So he might like. You could argue that he's alluding to being that, but I don't feel. I mean, unless they do it, you know. Because he was meant to be the higher power at one point, back in, during mm. the Ministry of Darkness days, who uh, was rumoured to be. It was him. It was like it, uh, amazing to look back at this. The names listed, what well, Vince Russo has said, it was Jake the Snake, um, Cyrus, who was um, Don Callis, yeah. or Christopher Daniels, yeah. Incredible at the time, no, you know, 1998, <laughs> Christopher Daniels. Pavi let Andy out of his cage. Cody put over Sammy, John puts over Darby. Cody gets a scar on his right eye, John gets a scar on the same side, Cody gets a neck tattoo, oh no. <laughs> uh, Pavi let Andy out of his cage. Now the Colt banner is in AEW, Cabana vs CM Punk.
1: Confirmed,
0: it's gotta be. Matt Robinson, I love watching AEW without commercials, Cody really gets the crowd going, also want one of Brandy's apples. Was she eating an apple? Well QT brings apples down to uh. Brandy, I guess. Uh, Matt Robinson uh, also says, uh, when you can't think this can get any better, you get Jake the Snake Roberts. Wow, classic wrestling gold.
1: How about that for a
0: 2020 wild wrestling prediction? Yeah. Yeah, I could not have predicted that. Uh, the Zornese, alas, not enough shows for AEW women to get practice. There's independent shows. Like you can send them off. Like they're only doing one TV show a week. You can send them off to do... Like, again, they're all getting indie bookings. Mm. So, yeah, there's, there's almost no excuse there. Uh, Quinn Stewart, who do you guys see taking the title from Moxie down the line? Please don't just bloody won the thing. Yeah. Uh, I'd personally prefer to see a six to month reign that leads to the Moxley Omega rematch with Omega winning the title.
1: I think that's a really nice story to yeah. tell. I yeah. like so too. Do you want to take over? Yep, Pavi led Andy out of his cage. Did AEW drop Brandy with Awesome Kong?
0: They did, yeah. Uh, a number of weeks ago now, they they made the announcement that the Nightmare Fat. What were they called? Nightmare Collective. They were done. Um, Brandy said, she was did an interview with Brian Alvarez, said, It didn't work. Crowd didn't respond to it. So we're listening to the fans.
1: We're not doing it anymore. And Dawson Kong was too injured, really. Uh, Matthew Robinson, hangman gets over because Americans love buying people
0: beers. Hashtag all the beer in Colorado. There was an amazing thing that uh, Paige tweeted out today being like, it's kind of weird that I get like $100 worth of beers and people (laughs) are just giving them to me. And I think it was Isaiah Castor from Private Party retweeted being like, you still owe me 12 bucks." (laughs) (laughs) Red Dog, when I was a kid, the first thing I ever saw on a
1: Saturday morning was Jake the snake, his cobra, and macho man mm-hmm. fast forward i'm turning thirty five and seeing Jake made me pop like when I was a kid. Hey man, that is a famous angle if it's the one i'm thinking of, and that's when Macho Man was tied up in the ropes, mm. and jake bit uh, mm. Jake's cobra bit his arm. that's sort of regarded as like the the attitude era before it became the attitude era, like five years ahead of its time. Scarred a lot of kids. Rory the right. Jericho and Sammy are a perfect father and son duo. Yeah. Mox and Darby. (laughs) Pavi let Andy out of his cage. Was Hager, Ortiz and Santana using lucha masks? I thought it was Dark
0: Order masks.
1: I thought Jericho would be the exalted one, making the inner circle the inner core
0: of the Dark Order. It's all connected. Yeah, it's like um, when the ministry and the corporation joined forces. Uh, No, they were just wearing general lucha masks. Andy Malone. Anyone
1: notice the words over Hangman's name? Whooped both both of their their asses. asses. Lol. Fantastic Easter eggs during the introduction. Have a great day, guys. You You too, Andy. Myth roll. Too many teases for something big and no payoff. So that's why they
0: didn't like the show. But is that... Did they tease that something was going to happen on this show? Like, that Hardy thing never said, I'm I'm now going to be on the show. Like, there was there was no teases for a payoff on this show. It's not like they all said, hey, on the episode after Revolution, all of these things are going to happen. Like, if that were me, if like, that had been the case, then yeah, that show completely undelivered. But they never teased something was going to happen on this show. Yeah, yeah. And, and the,
1: there was the tweet as well that was like, it is Wednesday, which a lot of people saw as a Brodie Lee tease. But it, you know, it also very much wasn't. Yeah. It could just be interpreted as, it's Wednesday, mm. Dynamite's on. So no, I think, that's, uh, I think that's unfair to say that they tease stuff. I think that was your own expectations. Sometimes you've got to wait for these things to come to fruition. Juan R was there live and I
0: loved it, except no Lance. Yeah, so I wonder if there was a lot of confusion. I mean, you know, I imagine there was because we were confused. I mm. thought there was. And when he didn't show up, I then that's why I went back to check last week. We did last week's show to see if they did say he was going to be there. But I completely misread it last week.
1: Mm. Um, Bobby Stevens. Anyone else notice the Bucks of Youth's number was saved as future in Matt Hardy's phone? Wonderful. So many Easter eggs there to dive into for that series. And Christopher Jazzcat, Pack is coming to Australia in June. I'm hyped. Loving his work lately. So, so good. So we've got good. a boy from
0: the Swaft Under there. Indeed. Shall I take over? Yeah. Uh, Matthew Robinson, happy to talk to the Rest Talk. Uh, happy to talk to Rest Talk. Had a problem with my PayPal, but the real boss is back. Love you guys. This is just the best time to be a wrestling fan. Getting lapsed fans back into AEW. Definitely, definitely. No, uh, n-
1: no other time like it. And in terms of. AEW Dynamite, the quality of the
0: last six, seven weeks. It's been incredible. And welcome back as well, Matt, as well. Uh, W. Adam Clark, Oli, if Edge is confirmed for Mania, is it now the rated Yara superstar? Feel free to use that. I will use that. Thank you very much, W. Adam Clark. House of Fure, Uh, any chance we'll see crap gimmicks in No Rolls Bards? Me and Adam spoke about
1: this on the... So so No Rolls Bards went over the first Patreon milestone which was to launch a podcast version of it. So, well, hey, that's, that's going live this Saturday. Well,
0: I mean, it depends on how quick Apple can turn mm. it around. So, like, all the infrastructure is in place because we got there way quicker than I think I, I was only expecting to. So, well, all the back-end stuff is done. The first episode is going to be going to be edited today um, and that will go. in. But, like, Apple Podcasts can sometimes take a week. It can sometimes take 24 hours. Apple are, you know, they're, they're a curious bunch, um, but we, it should be on Spotify very, very soon. So, it will be, like, I'm predicting I'm hoping by Sunday we'll be able to launch episodes one and two at the same time. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, but me and
0: Adam do a sort of intro and outro
1: to it while we go through people's comments. And someone did say about Crap Gimmicks, and it's like, we wanted No Rolls Bard to be its own thing at first, uh, but that's not to say that we can't do Crap Gimmick stuff in the future. Yeah. Plus, one of those Patreon uh, tiers is that you can suggest characters, so you could suggest old Crap Gimmick ones.
0: Pavia and Andy adams Cage. Do you think AEW is watching this channel and see how much you made fun of Baron's Midcard Vortex and decided to do their own, but just better?
1: I guess that's in relation to the Death Triangle. Yeah. Oh, I feel dirty calling them (laughs) anything like a Midcard Vortex. Uh,
0: And North Strider, did did you catch the Dance Chopper sign? We did, we talked about that at the start of the show. Uh, Sasha Poshny, thank you, GIF.
1: Thank you, Sasha.
0: Yeah. Um, And a couple of last-minute Super Chats. Rocky Balboa, pack of Death Triangle. Pack of Death Triangle?
1: What's that supposed to mean? not sure on that one. But
0: thank thank you very much. Very generous generous donation. And Pabula and Eva's cage. Since we compare AEW to NXT so much, uh, look at NXT after a pay-per-view. The show is kind of boring. AEW after pay-per-view show is set up an entertaining five out of five for me.
1: Yeah, NXT still haven't gotten out of that rut of here's the takeover, here's two weeks of stuff we take before the the, takeover. The (laughs) takeover.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And thank you to Jason for your donation and no message. To open up some emails for them, I actually forgot to do be that. Because oh, I it. it's busy Thursday. It is a busy day. Yeah. And I feel like this has been one of my busier Thursdays that I've had in a while. What what can you attribute that to? I don't know, I've just done a lot of admin, a lot nice. of emails, a lot of costings of working. Things. Working and out. I have, yeah. I've been making phone calls to people. I took a pad upstairs to take notes for that phone
1: oh, call. Oh nice. I, on the other hand, have been quite not lethargic. I'm just sitting down and I'm doing the work. I'm like a machine right now, mm-hmm. in that there is no thought process. It's just gears turning in my body because I haven't eaten anything for two and three quarter days. This at six o'clock it will be three days I've not eaten, yeah. uh, and I get to eat tomorrow evening. So one more day to go after that. But I, what, you know, what, what what do I do when when I should be having lunch? I, there's no food to eat, so I thought I'll read some Transformers comics. Couldn't do it. I couldn't concentrate. So I was like, okay, I've got to move. I popped on the Wrestling Observer on my on my uh, on my headphones,
0: and I walked around the office, tidying it the heck up. You did do a good job of tidying it up, and then you complimented me on my butt.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, that was
0: you misheard me.
1: What was it? Well, was, you said,
0: because I was walking in front of you as we were walking to the studio and you like looked through our office window and you went, tidied up. But I heard you <laughs> say to me, tight butt. <laughs> it's not mutually exclusive. No, uh, and I am where, I was wearing my Manscaped pants as mm. well or I currently am wearing those Manscaped pants that we got sent. So, and they do feel nicer
1: than normal pants. They are very comfy. I find them, I genuinely find them more breathable. Yeah. I'm going to get some more.
0: They sent us... Uh, a few pairs to try out because they were gonna sponsor us. Yeah, and we get, we grabbed all the extra large ones um, and now we just need to get more of them. Yeah, well, medium ones, you mean? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, I see, yeah. Well, I need small
1: at the moment. I feel like I'm so thin. <laughs> I'm not allowed to work out as well. No, oh, what? Why not? Because there's no energy. I cycled home last night. My legs are still tired. Oh. Like proper fatigue tired. If If you ask me to sprint somewhere, I'll probably get five seconds and i would have to stop. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. It's good. It's good I'm doing it. It's good that you're doing this and Boyfriend of the, of the Year material. Boyfriend of the Year. When, But everyone's going to forget about that. <laughs> oh, everyone only remembers November and December for Boyfriend of the Year material. <laughs> it's the rest of the Observer Awards this week. Is it really? Yeah, I think this week's Observer newsletter has the... Uh, reveals of who's won what. Mm-hmm. Meltzer said there's going to be a lot of unhappy people, but it's never been this more clear-cut. Mm,
0: very interesting. Um, do you know what is clear-cut? You could see right through it. I went to go see The Invisible Man last night. Ooh, How was it? I bloody loved it, mate. Yeah. I bloody loved it. It is um, the most refreshing take on the Invisible Man story, which has been done, you know, quite a few times There's been a few, yeah. There's been a fair few of these, but I do think it's the best Invisible Man movie since 1933. Uh, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought Elizabeth Moss was amazing.
1: And John Cena as the Invisible Man. Of course,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, you know, I actually think, I mean, I love Lee Wannell, love Jason Blum, but that was staring you right in the face to -hmm. to cast John Cena in that role. Um, But yeah, it's really good. My wife uh, crapped herself many times over. Uh, during the movie she got she was so scared watching it and uh it's i jumped out of my seat a fair few times there was one moment where i literally put my hand over my mouth with like a it was
1: oh fantastic yeah and it
0: is blumhouse yeah it is
1: blumhouse That's a marvel level seal of approval
0: well because universal Realized the error that they made. They were like, oh, here's how you do a cinematic universe. You spend 150 million on the first movie and you give all the creative stuff to Tom Cruise, or Tom Cruise comes in and changes everything last minute and you spend Lots of money on that. And then you also spend a load of money getting Javier Bardem and Johnny Depp and Scarlett Johansson and Angelina Jolie. That's how we're going to build this thing. Oh no, the first film's tanked. Oh, guess we're going to stop doing that now. No, so they went to Jason Blum, the greatest producer in the history or living memory uh, he's of our generation, certainly. Oh, that's a difficult one because he is
1: he is fantastic. But I would say what Feige's done as a producer yeah, true. is above he's, that. He's changed the game. But but Blumhouse, def- the way he makes movies, the, yeah. the sort of calculated
0: financial approach to them. He's, he's a like, genius. Let's not spend any more than 30 million. <laughs> yeah. Because granted, guaranteed, we'll make that on opening weekend. And if we don't, another film will do. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And that means you don't have to
1: like sort of,
0: in a pissing contest
1: with other studios we're like oh man well we also need a 40 minute fight sequence at the end of the movie because we've got a budget of 150 million yeah it's like the budget dictates what's the film's length yeah whereas blumhouse uh jason blum is like no 30 million million. it's gonna be about under two hours yep we're gonna get we're
0: gonna get a big tv star in who Mm -hmm. has got big Mm -hmm. screen appeal and yeah we'll make 26 million on our opening weekend it'll do brilliantly worldwide and we'll make all our money back what
1: i like about him is that he hasn't
0: let his success influence
1: his decisions because like you see it so often people start like that and then they're like boom here's my big hundred million yeah and and maybe that does well but it becomes an
0: unsustainable business model I was just thinking then, what, like, Get Out's box office worldwide, or is that, might just be domestic, was 255 million. You know, bad. us did 255 million as well. And, like, so he could have gone from that and been like, oh, look at this, we found a successful formula here. Let's just give Jordan Peele 100 million so he can go make his next one. He's like, no, no, no Jordan, what's your idea? Here's 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> go make that movie for 30 million. Please. Yes. Um, but in the inf- uh, interest of fairness, I thought I would uh, just because some people have accused us of AEW bias. Mm. But I did get this email in, so I thought I would read this one out. It comes in from Matt who says, Good day to you, Luke, Solo, Chopper, Laurie and the rest of the Talk team. Uh, I know I'm in the minority, but I did not enjoy the tag match at Revolution. Oh, wow. I thought the stories were told beautifully, Matt Jackson and and Hangman Page in particular. The structure of the match was great, and I was really impressed by the video packages beforehand. My issue is something I've noticed across all AEW, the moves. I don't mean to sound like Jim Cornette, but to me, moves like a piledriver should be match mm. When I see a piledriver used as a transitional maneuver, it takes me out of the action and I think, well, hang on, why is he popping right back up after that? The match was fun to watch, but there were so many big moves and spots that it could have been convincing finishes elsewhere on the card. But because I knew the style of the match, none of them were convincing nearfalls and it stopped me from really getting invested in the action. A minor nitpick that also took me away is the spot where the Bucks are going for the Melter driver on Kenny, but Hangman power bombs Nick through a table on the outside. So Matt and Kenny, uh, still in position for a tombstone, just abandon the move entirely. I found myself thinking, what are you doing, you effing idiot? You can still pile drive him. Final nitpick is, uh, uh, is a lack of order in the beginning of the match. Omega and Paige uh, had just made a tag, and Page stayed in for the action for a double team. The ref counted to four, then stopped counting, and Paige stayed in for the ring for what felt like three more minutes. It's been said about AEW's tag team division before, but I feel like it really needs to establish some rules and follow them consistently consistently overall the stories were told perfectly and it was a beautiful match there were just a few many there were too many kickouts and small details that took me out of it and I'm in the minority maybe just the style doesn't click with me as a viewer I'm also one of those fans whose favorite thing about AEW is Cody so maybe I've got that old-school wrestling taste keep up the consistency consistently phenomenal content I hope to come back as a Patreon as soon as I can afford it until then your loyal podswafter Matt
1: oh thank you Matt a very well ridden, well-argued Take on things, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> well, yeah, we would never, 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 ever say this is the best match, so everyone must <laughs> like it. Yeah. that's a crazy authoritarian thought process. Um, but for me, I, you know, I thought that they did one too many kickouts near the end. Mm-hmm. I've reevaluated that though. I, I, I see how that plays into the story and now. I agree with it. It's interesting because you are right though they Mm. do do a lot of moves oh yeah they love their moves that should and the moves that are so impressive that should end the match Mm -hmm. and they do other people's finishes and when you have a match with that kind of move quantity and quality in are you actually taking away something from the rest of the cards ability to connect as well Mm -hmm. you know Nyla rose and statlander died a death out there not just because they didn't have a story or because they came
0: afterwards, but because all the moves had already been done. Yeah, and you and I have made fun of some indie promotions that we've been to in the past that have had, like, you know, Canadian destroyers on the apron into the opening match that are a transitional move into a near fall. Mm. However,
1: and I do get your point, Matt, and that's totally, you know, that's a totally valid way of thinking. To, to explain my method of enjoyment of it, though, is you've got Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. To me, that is a Batman-Superman level clash. That is an Iron Man-Captain America clash. I want them to do all the moves. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not I, you, you transcend whatever the, the physicality rules of wrestling are at that point. Because maybe selfishly, maybe greedily, I wanted to see every single
0: thing they could do.
1: And they delivered it.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I mean, we've already talked about it on this show because you already heard it, but we haven't recorded it yet. I thought the follow up to it was even better mm. that we got on this week's Dynamite. Very good. Before we get out of here, though, we also had this email in from Eric, who said, um, what's, ba- uh, what's breaking Basel... Right. What's bracken Bressel Bork Brew? Hashtag Sawoo gang. So, yeah, yep. lots uh, th- of bees. I don't know. Uh, this is the first time I'm emailing in and I've been listening since basically the podcast inception. Oh, wow. Uh, so I had to make sure it was oh. for something of the utmost importance. Uh-huh. How about for stories like meetings, Cody's tattoos artists, we call them Rusev uh, j sense. Oh, <laughs> that's awful. He says, uh-huh, I like it. Uh, pretty bad, I know, but I tried. Keep up the good works. Um, Bruce <laughs> ever Jason. Uh, he said, I hope this gets read out soon. It's of the utmost importance. Well, I'm glad that
1: is what motivated you to <laughs> finally email Three
0: him. years of podcast,
1: yeah. and that's what it was. Yeah, but you solved it. You yeah. know, he, it's, like, it's like that, a bit like Orange Cassidy, just stands around most of the time, but when he does something, boom, it's impactful.
0: And um, that's, well, yeah, you yeah. solved it. And also, uh, as a tease for tomorrow's show, because we've got to get out of here now, I had an email in from a chap called Dave. Um, I'll just read you the email here. But, mm. um, you know, we'll, we'll get onto it shortly. We'll get onto it fully tomorrow. He just said, I hope you are well with the rest of the WrestleTalk Talk team. I was listening to the WrestleTalk Talk Spotify group playlist when Wheatus's Teenage Dirtbag came on. Ching. I started to think, how cool would it be for you guys to remake it as Teenage Wrestling fans? I even changed uh. up the lyrics to try and fit it as a wrestling song. I know copyright and all that were probably denied, but I thought I'd send it to you anyway and see what you think. Still listen to Rust Podcast and YouTube. I'm hoping after WrestleMania I've become a pledgehammer again on Patreon, so I can give uh, a lovely time with the boys. Give and have a lovely time with the boys and the rest of the SWAFT Nation. Hope you like the altered lyric version of the song. Take care. It's from Dave Who's a Swaft Under. So he has sent in the song. So we could do it on karaoke tomorrow singing Dave's version of Teenage I like the sound of that. Yeah, Spotify will probably be most upset with us Mm. because they did tell us explicitly, don't put songs in your
1: podcast. Well, um, we'll find a a naff karaoke version
0: as the underlay. Exactly. But anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Thank you all so much for your emails. We'll have more of those on tomorrow's because, oh yes, it's the return of the magazine show where we're going to be talking about the biggest news stories in the week, going through your Patreon mailbag questions. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. The